Hello, beautiful soul. I'm your host, Joycelyn Lewis, and I am here to cheer you on, inspire you, and help you overcome the obstacles that life throws your way. Whether it's in your career, relationships, or personal development, this podcast is all about empowering you to shine bright and take charge of your journey. So get ready to dive in as we bring you stories, strategies, and conversations that will ignite your passion, fuel your dreams, and help you blaze your trail. Let's do this together. Be ignited. This week has been a week of reflection because it marks the anniversary of the passing of my mother. And so I wanted to talk about grief because grief is a human experience. And many times I believe that a lot of people uh, sweep grief under the rug. And as a result, grief begins to show up in our lives in various ways, you know, like anger and irritability or sadness. And and so I wanted to share uh, a little bit about just the kind of year I've had because I have had uh, more than four major life events within six months just this year alone. And it started on Good Friday, April the 7th when I fell over my doggy gate and I broke my femur, uh, which actually resulted in me having to get a complete left hip replacement. And, you know, the recovery process, it was very challenging. Um, It was physically challenging, mentally and emotionally challenging. I had to deal with was, is that our son, I fell on April the 7th and our son the wedding was on April the 22nd and it was in another state. And so after you have a, a left hip replacement, you really can't even move your foot up off the floor. And so I really had to work hard to get myself physically ready to travel, first of all, and then to be at the wedding and God's faithfulness uh, showed up because I was able to attend the wedding and I just had a cane and we were able to do our mother-son dance, even though it was a joyous occasion. I really couldn't help but to feel just a little bit of a tinge of sadness um, because my mother wasn't there, right? She wasn't there to witness it. And so that was lingering in the back of my mind. And so then, you know, after overcoming the obstacle of uh, really in some ways of breaking my femur, getting a left hip replacement, uh, making it to our son's wedding. Uh, on May 24th, I had to actually resign from my dream job. Uh, it was a really, really, really tough decision. Uh, but uh, the work environment that I was in was a toxic work environment. And, you know, sometimes we have to let go of what we Uh, thought was perfect in order to maintain our mental and our emotional health because nothing can take the place of of a peace of mind, okay? So I resigned from my dream dream job. And then uh, as if all of that wasn't enough, my uh, uncle's wife passed in July and then my mother-in-law passed in August. And so this past week, uh, which has been the week 
of uh, my mother's passing, I have just been reflecting. Part of it is because I've experienced, uh, been experiencing just some really heavy emotion. I've cried. Uh, I've just had that weight of just kind of like not wanting to do anything. And it's as though uh, all the weight of those losses has just con- converged on my soul. I was thinking about the fact that, you know, grief can really be an isolating experience. And I wanted to talk about it on this episode because I wanted us to remember that we are not alone in our pain. And uh, perhaps you're experiencing a type of grief. Maybe it's a loss of a loved one, a job, a marriage, uh, maybe a financial loss. And I just wanted to let you know that you are not alone. You are not alone. And that's why I want to dedicate this episode to talking about grief because it's an emotion that can feel overwhelming. Um, It's often misunderstood. And I sincerely believe that by sharing my experience, that by me even just sharing my experience with you, that it can help both of us, both me and you, (laughs) to heal and to even navigate uh, through the storm of grief. You know, uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, she outlined five stages of grief. And I can tell you that I feel like I have experienced them all Uh, especially just within the last six months, you know, the first stage is denial. You know, it's that shock feeling of disbelief where we just can't believe it. And we're struggling to wrestle with the reality of the loss. And really that's a defense mechanism that helps us to cope um, with it. And I feel like I am definitely probably still in that phase as it relates to my mother-in-law. I'm just shocked. You know, it's that time where you get ready to make that phone call and you realize you can't make the phone call or I'm thinking about, oh, I wonder what she's doing, how she's doing. And I realize that I can't do that. Um, and so that shock just kind of k- still kind of keeps us in the state of disbelief and it keeps us in a state of denial right? Our minds are trying to wrap itself around the situation. And then we have anger, which is just that frustration or that resentment, uh, which is really a normal reaction, right? To a feeling of helplessness and being being out of control. And I know I definitely have felt that um, as a result of this job, you know, having to resign from my job. Um, And then I know I've had that feeling just from the fall of breaking my femur and having to get a left hip replacement. And then there's bargaining. You know, it's just where you have the woulda, coulda, shouldas. And uh, maybe you're hoping somehow you could have changed an outcome. And then after bargaining, there's depression. You can become sad. Um, You know, maybe there's emptiness, despair. Uh, It's just this response to a profound loss, right? And then there's also acceptance. Acceptance happens when you just kind of come to terms with the reality and you understand that you just have to move forward. Maybe you're trying to accept a loss, right? So those are the five stages of grief, which I think are so important because when we start to experience uh, grief and we start, you know, realizing like, gosh, I'm still in denial or I'm experiencing anger or I'm 
right now in bargaining, we can kind of be aware of where we're at, right? And I think that that's so important to be um, self-aware. You know, one thing that is pretty hard to deny when it comes to grief is that our emotions, uh, they tend to come rushing in like a tidal wave, right? They can be overwhelming and sometimes even unpredictable, you know, like a roller coaster ride that, you know, we never asked to be on. And you know what? It's really okay. It's completely natural to feel a whirlwind of emotions when we're grieving. In fact, denying or suppressing those emotions can often do more harm than good. It's it's important to acknowledge and give um, ourselves permission to feel what we're feeling. Uh, when we try to deny or ignore our emotions, they actually have this sneaky way of resurfacing eventually, right? They sometimes can show up as physical symptoms like a headache or a stomach ache, or they might manifest in more subtle ways like uh, irritability or uh, even, di- um, I think we said digestive issues or forgetfulness or withdrawal. Uh, and and then sometimes people even have uh, medical issues that people have, like there's no cause for it. And all of that could be a manifestation of grief. So instead of pushing your emotions away, it's important to lean into them. And, you know, what I've discovered, and I know that this is what many people have said is, oh, but if I start crying, I'm never going to stop or uh, if I scream, I'm never going to stop. Or if I lean into it, then it's like it'll it'll get such a hold of me that I won't be able to uh, release it. But that is actually, I just think that's a, that's a lie of the enemy because really the truth is, is that when we suppress it, when we deny it, when we don't address it, that's how it actually gets a hold of us. When we pretend it's not there, that's when its grip gets on us. It's when we acknowledge it, we see it, we recognize it, and we face it that we are better able to overcome it and to move through it and to heal uh, through it. So whatever the emotion is, it's, it's okay to feel it. It's really okay to feel it. And when we embrace our feelings, it actually allows us to fully process our grief and to begin to heal. One of the things I try to tell people is I'm like, you know, it's really okay to like lay in the bed and if you want to like maybe put a time on it and say like, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm I'm going to stay in this bed. Maybe you're going to choose I'm going to stay in the bed today and I'm going to get up tomorrow. Or maybe you're going to stay in the bed for half a day. Um Hey, it's okay to do that. Um, I, listen, this week I've had ice cream and cake and cookies and I've probably eaten a lot. I'm a, I love sweets, but I've probably eaten a lot more sweets than normal. Retail therapy is good and crying is good. There's a place here in uh, Huntsville, at least there used to be, I haven't had a chance to look it up, but called the Rage Room where you can go and literally like throw things and I'm like, oh, I might need to book a session, right? But it's important to get those emotions out. And um, I want to recommend a book that I'm reading, which has really also been stirring up a lot of emotion. It's called The Garden Within by Dr. Anita Phillips. Listen, you've got to get that book. And it will really, it's really, really 
incredible. It's really incredible. One of the things that I have been thinking about is Jeremiah 9 and 17 as a backdrop of my own reflection, because Jeremiah 9 and 17 says, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Consider now, call for the wailing women to come, send for the most skillful of them. And in in this verse, it's actually saying, the Lord is saying, he's urging his people to call for the wailing women or mourners who are skilled in expressing their grief and sorrow. I mean, they are skilled mourners. They are skilled not just in shedding tears, but they are skilled in encompassing a range of actions and attitudes for the sake of mourning. And I thought, you know, that's what we need to become. We need to become skilled mourners. We need to stop sweeping our our, our mourning and our grief under the rug, right? And I thought, what about how can we be, can we be skilled mourners? And it starts with us being uh, uh, allowing ourselves to experience genuine emotions of sorrow and loss, right? It starts with acknowledging, expressing the pain in a sincere and heartfelt manner. That's how we become skilled mourners. And then what about showing empathy and understanding? You know, those mourners that he was calling, the Lord was calling, they weren't just there to uh, wail, but they were there also to show empathy and understanding. They possessed the ability to empathize with others who were also grieving, to offer support and comfort and a listening ear. And then, you know, it's important also to incorporate, if we're going to be skillful in our mourning, to practice some rituals and some customs, right? We can perhaps get with some people in our community. We can share our grief with one another. That's why uh, I do think it's beautiful. Some churches have grief um, groups, right? But being in places where we can actually share our grief and uh, also process our emotions in a healthy way, that's so important. And then we can also honor the memory of the people that we love, especially those of us who have uh, lost loved ones. We can create memorials. We can share stories. Um, or even do acts of kindness in their, uh, in your loved one's ministry, memory and our loved one's memory. You know, my mother loved jelly beans and she loved, um, orange slices. And there are just times where I go and get some to remember her. And it brings me so much joy, right? Um, so think of things that you can do to also honor, you know, grief isn't, The process of grief isn't just experiencing the sadness. It also comes with being able to experience the joy, the joy. And the other thing is seeking strength and guidance. You know, uh, if we're going to be skilled in mourning, we we have to turn to our faith. We need to read the scriptures. We need to pray. We need to meditate. We need to connect with God because we can't get through it without God, okay? We cannot get through it without God. 
we can also support other people and uh, offer words of encouragement. We can lend a helping hand or maybe provide resources and information that could help others navigate the grieving process. Maybe you'll share this podcast with someone and prayerfully it'll be a help to them. Do a little retail therapy, maybe do a hot bath, uh, manicures, pedicures. You know, what What are the things that bring you joy? You could even take some time and write a list of 20 things that bring you joy so that when that grief shows up and maybe you uh, want to work through that emotion, but you also want to bring joy in. What I love about Jeremiah 9 and 17 is that it actually, to me, it gives us permission to not just mourn, but it gives us permission to mourn in a demonstrative way. Mourning is biblical. It's biblical to mourn. It's biblical. And in the Bible, Job, if you looked in Job 1, Job was mourning and he tore off his clothes. David tore off his clothes. They did demonstrative things to show that they were mourning. And I believe that this is God's invitation to us, that it is okay. It is okay to mourn in a demonstrative way. It's okay to feel those feelings, to cry, even to scream. Get you a pillow, scream into a pillow. It's okay. Because I also think that the mourning process also honors our loved ones. It honors them. I remember my mother passed away on a Sunday morning and I went to church. I went to church that morning and uh, at the end of service, just crying. My aunt, Helen, Aunt Helen, she hugged me and she just said, oh, honey, just cry, just cry and honor your mother with your tears. Honor your mom with your tears. And I remember that. And so it's okay to honor your loved one with your tears. And so, you know, mourning is a deeply personal and unique experience. And so remember that grief is a natural part of the human experience and in sharing, comforting one another that we actually can find strength and hope. It helps us to stay connected. It helps us to lean in on our faith. You know, 2 Corinthians 1 and 4 says, we receive comfort from God so we can comfort others. So my prayer is that this podcast has been a comfort to you and just letting you know that you are not alone and giving you some practical ways that you can mourn skillfully. You can be a skillful mourner. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. And I just want to extend a heartfelt thanks to all of you, my incredible listeners, for joining me on this very vulnerable journey. And whether you are currently dealing with grief or maybe you're supporting someone who is, just remember to be patient with yourself and be patient with others. And... Reach out to a mental health professional. There are grief counselors. There are counselors that specialize in grief. Go. It is okay to go to therapy. Book your appointment. It will change your life. Thank you for listening to the Ignite Her Way podcast 
where women are empowered to light up their lives and chase their dreams fearlessly. I hope that today's episode has provided you with valuable insights and inspiration. If this topic resonated with you and you feel compelled to dive deeper into your personal journey, I invite you to take the next step. Visit www.joycelynlewis.com to explore the possibility of booking a soul-igniting coaching conversation. Keep igniting your soul, blazing your trail, and spreading your light to the world. Be ignited.